This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two-minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. Bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are you? I feel like we're in a celebrity couple together. Oh, what our portmanteau be? Grand tall. Grand tall. It's not great guys. That actually sounds like that could be an Irish name, doesn't it? It does actually. (laughs) It's that or Shania, which also sounds Irish, so maybe this could work. When you have a name as Irish as Grania, you just... (laughs) Everything with it comes back to Ireland. Uh, I've got a question. Has Kourtney Kardashian got married? Ah. Okay. Yes and no. Mm. From what I can gather, she seems to... And this, again, by the time this comes out, more may have been... Establish, you may know. It's a moving story. It's a moving story. From what I can gather, she got married, her and um, Travis got married in Las Vegas. However, they had no marriage license. There was rumors originally that they got married with a marriage license, they got last minute, but apparently they've now been said they didn't have a marriage license. But then other people have said, well, in Vegas, you can get a marriage license in fucking four in the morning. It's very Mm -hmm. easy to do. So they could have had one, but apparently they didn't. Apparently it was just a fun, fun thing they did. I don't see her big wedding to Travis being quickie Vegas one. Do you? What I will say about the Kardashians, what I'll say about the Kardashians is I don't know them that well. I've got no strong opinions about them either way, but Courtney is my favourite because I love how she always looks stroppy. Like, yeah, she always and she's she's also dislike. I'm the same as you, essentially, in terms of I don't watch the show, so I don't really, I don't, don't really love. I don't really like what they stand for. I kind of hate what they stand for, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> but I like you. She's also the clips I've seen. She clearly hates being on that show. Like she's not. She doesn't care about it very much. Yeah. So she's the kind of least into it, really. And I kind of like that. But I do think she still wants a big, massive wedding, a black wedding as well, because she's very much into the kind of oh, now we do like. Now, I bet she has like a black Christmas tree mm. and like I'm more into Halloween than Christmas now. Like she's doing that thing with him. She's very much like, now I'm punk, I wear black. 
because I think she wants like a black wedding dress and that vibe. A bit like Christine from Selling Sunset, her wedding. She wants that kind of wedding, you know, gothy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they, oh, I think they just had fun in Vegas. Do you think they're really married? Do you think that's what she did? I don't think her. I think you know, like MGM. In <laughs> I love how all my references only <laughs> make sense if, like, you were born in 1920, <laughs> which in many ways I was. In the olden days, MGM, their their starlets would all run away to Las Vegas mm. and get married and then they go absolutely nuts. I feel like Kris Jenner has the same control and relationship with her daughters as Luby Mare had with, let's say, Judy Garland. So I don't think she would allow it. Yeah, so. I don't think so either. And also, I'm, I'm not that into Vegas weddings. I know they're meant to be, to me, they're, like, they're the most basic rebellion someone can do. Well, so it's interesting you say that because, you know, my doomed wedding yes your doomed wedding yes yeah, I do yes well so when we, we when we talked about getting married because I've never wanted the traditional wedding blah 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 kill yeah, me is not like other girls guys not, not like other is girl. different <laughs> <laughs> So I always said I would love to elope and in my head because I've never been to Las Vegas but my idea of Las Vegas is very much like early 1950s that's what it's like in my head so I said to my boyfriend oh well I would love why don't we just elope to Las Vegas in my head I would be like Ava Gardner and he would be Frank Sinatra but my yeah exactly but my boyfriend annoyingly has the upper hand because he has been to Las Vegas twice Good, so he knows that it's he's not like, like that at all. Yeah, he's like, it's, it's awful. a shithole. It's an awful place. It's a he's 100% center. correct. Yeah, it is. You would absolutely despise it. You would hate everything about it and you'd regret it. Do not do that. If you're going to elope, go like Pam and Tommy style. Go on the beach, you know, do that vibe. That's a bit more a bit more fun. Okay. Well. Don't, don't do a crevice. <laughs> Speaking of dream couples, genuinely, no, genuinely, I am so excited about this episode. So obviously, we're about talking about celebrity couples, and usually we have like our friends, funny people talking about celebrity couples. This episode, we actually have somebody who was in a celebrity couple, an iconic, celebrity an iconic couple. celebrity couple, talking about celebrity Another. couples, and then also like what it's really like to be. In a celebrity couple, the dynamic. We go through the looking glass here, guys, and see from the other side, we hope. It's incredible. It really is incredible. Sorry, I feel like I'm overhyping it, but then I'm like, Grongy, what are you talking about? It's impossible to overhype this. So (laughs) our guest is Preston from The Ordinary Boys. Now, God love them. Ordinary Boys, great pop band in the mid-noughties. But we all know how we know Preston from The Ordinary Boys. (laughs) It was because he absolutely iconic celebrity romance between him and Chantel on Celebrity Big Brother. The nation got to see these two lovebirds fall in love before our eyes and then through the magazines we saw it all fall apart. I'm excited already. Please welcome Sam Preston. The The way they were. Hi Sam, how's it going? Hi, very well, thank you. How good are you? to see you. I'm very well, thank you. you too. This is this is I've really enjoyed listening to these. This is I'm so proud of you. Oh, oh. Yeah. any um, any any really fun. any favorite episodes? The one I've I just recently listened to is the Murdoch one. Oh yeah, where I just feel so unprepared now because she was so good <laughs> at knowing everything about them, and I know very very little about the people that. Oh, I've that's great news! I'm glad you took this seriously. <laughs> Wonderful stuff, right, Grania? <laughs> Start us off. (laughs) So the game is, we obviously know who your couple is. Chantelle is on the blind. She doesn't know. But I've I've got a few facts to help set the scene of the two lovers we shall be talking about. So first of all, I can say that they got together. They found love in the beautiful summer of... 2000. Okay. Okay. We're in 2000. 2000. Okay. I feel comfortable with that. Okay. So to get you in the zone... The Millennium Dome has just opened. Destiny's Child wants us all to say their name and Gladiator made us all shout, yes, we are entertained. That wasn't all that was happening. These two lovebirds were finding each other. But we want to know what national treasure went from moonstruck to all shook up to lonesome tonight. Okay. Nicholas Cage, Lisa Marie Presley. Is that right? 
Yeah. I think, that's the, I think those clues were the best clues you've done. It was Those were perfect clues. Those are perfect clues. That's great. Great couple choice, Sam. Thank you very much. I've actually really enjoyed watching little YouTube videos about them. It, I, I, I didn't think it was quite as an insane... I mean, it obviously is an insane pairing, but I think also the fact... For, for me, it's like the fact that he's a huge collector. He's, he's, he's like has a huge Elvis Presley kind of collection of bits, and he's like an Elvis fanatic. Mm-hmm. He also ha- he's, he has the most expensive comic book in the world, which is a Superman one, which, he, which is worth he? like one and a half million quid. Uh, oh my and, god! Does he? And he was a, a huge Elvis collector, and then collected Lisa Marie Presley. Yeah. It's like with you know, just to add, add to his collection, which is just like. And and I've, the more I learn about their relationship, they're like they're so, they would seem to argue so much. It's like imagine arguing. Imagine having like a volatile relationship with Nicolas Cage. Imagine <laughs> those, imagine those what those arguments are like. Like if you think about Vampire's Kiss, I just think of that him like doing that face at her. And when, yeah, when he's doing like, when he's doing the shit. alphabet in Vampire's Kiss, the iconic yeah, yeah, alphabet. Yeah, that's reading. when when she's like hasn't you know got new toilet paper or whatever in the house. And imagine also arguing with Elvis Presley's daughters the whole time just aware that her father is Elvis. It's so mental. Yeah. What a choice. And she this I is... mean she's she's she seems to have had just such a bad run of not quite a kind of shit tragic life i just it's like actually been really really depressing reading about it, it just seems she's she just sort of goes to bad to worse to drug well, problems like. we will get through that Grania, do you have some some before actually you know what before we do that we haven't even properly introduced you sam to say that you are oh, yeah. sam preston famously from the ordinary boys where you're known as preston and yeah. I think we have to address the obvious thing for this podcast is that you are also <laughs> one half of one of the most iconic 2000s couples, which I hope oh, will be a future the way they were a couple. Of course, you and I your... should have done that. Really, I, I could. I could have. I, I know. Lots I was. Of if I'm. That. If I'm being honest, deep down, I was like, if Sam chose. If Sam chooses him and Chantel, <laughs> this, this this will be our best episode of all time. <laughs> but actually, very... whenever I was, te- whenever I tell people about you, and I say I'm, I, they're just a, they're I, like everyone was so confused about why I was going on a podcast with my ex-wife <laughs> when I was telling about, about because this. of my name. <laughs> and you're like, no Chantel, yeah. not Chantel. <laughs> I have to really overpronounce the al at the end. <laughs> it's made our friendship very difficult i know but as a result we are very interested because you bring a very unique perspective here sam because when we're discussing yeah. people, you kind of are the lisa marie of england so you are thank you, you, for, bringing, thank you for saying well you are because you have been you've been through being a celeb couple you've understand it you've yeah. been hounded by the press for being a couple so i'm very interested to hear your thoughts on this based on your experience of it in uh, sp- being a celebrity couple in general my thoughts yeah well, well yeah because like yeah, you've, yeah. So, you've been part of it okay so i think the so these are these it, it's really easy to say that like these people never liked each other and they just got married for you know whatever reasons but i think you kind of get you sort of get fall in love with just the excitement of it and also everyone's kind of like rooting for you in a way where you just don't want to you don't want to like bum them out really? and then also you have like you have managers that just kind of like arrange i almost feel like if i looking back on it i feel like, feel like maybe my wedding was like something that my manager just kind of arranged because it was good fee or so i just it does feel a little bit like the the kind of momentum does build it, it sort of pushes you along to, to compare you to nick and lisa marie as they did <laughs> yeah, having having like the crowds and in that case all of england kind of rooting for you did you sort of find there was a time where you kind of realized at a certain point like like you sort of got got home one day, the two of you were like, "Oh f- fuck, I didn't even know what just happened." Actually, I'm just suddenly now we're married. Everything's just kind of happened so quick. And yeah, hundred percent. You're so you're like busy the whole time, and you you don't really like you're busy with stuff that that is very dependent on the fact that you're a couple. And I, I don't think this was would have applied to like Nicholas Cage and Lisa Marie, but from my perspective, and I think I can I do recognize that with other couples where I'm just a bit like, this is doesn't seem right. But I think you're like. It's like so much of the stuff is kind of the stuff you do together that's based on the relationship that even if you would say like, oh, bro, should we like take two weeks off? Then you wouldn't have the relationship and just, like you wouldn't yeah. be able to do that. And so the, the machination so, becomes a bigger, the idea of being in a couple becomes more important, becomes more relevant. Yeah, and then when you do being. break, when you do break up, it, ha- it it's not just a kind of like, yeah, I guess we should break. It's like a kind of, all right, cool. I, I guess you're going to do a thing with the paper that says like a shock horror, a fucking breakup. Whatever. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Do you have to so like dis- think- do you have to like discuss that? Like, did you guys like sort of say like okay if we're breaking up please don't say X Y and Z? I mean, by the, in, the, in my in in my relationship we were not on speaking terms for most of that marriage. <laughs> like, really? really? I mean, yeah, it was it was quite a it was I mean to kind of quote something that I read, Nicholas Cage was saying it was a volatile relationship. Well, I broke up. I just got on a plane to America and lived there for three years and didn't even. Like I just didn't read anything about it, and even I, I like just was like. I mean, that's really smart. That's a really smart move. Yeah. So I don't really know what she said. Um, and you still have you've never gone back and looked at any of it because it feels so long ago now. So you just never gone back I and looked at like it. I just feel like it's a different guy. Yeah, I feel like it was a different different lifetime. One thing I do want to make clear, Sam, is that we were uh, we were talking about having you on tonight. And one thing that often comes up, I think, when people discuss you and Chantel, is your iconic time on never mind the buzzcocks where mm. you walked off and i think at the time you were kind of like railed for that and i just want to say that everyone i talk to about it now all has the same you've kind of like britney spears this everyone's opinion has kind of gone oh, like you. actually what the fuck did they expect this asshole guy is rinsing his fucking wife what are and you she was to do? she was in the, she, she was there. in the crowd no she was she was in the crowd was she which made it worse so I'm like sitting there and, and I couldn't, if I was just going to go like, huh, yeah, she's really thick, isn't she? She's working class. Mm. Then like, shit, which is what they were kind of saying. And it really, it was, it was just like a, a, it was some guy who had his jokes written for him, like that he was reading off a thing, mm-hmm. making fun of, of someone who'd written a children's book, which is essentially what that book was and making fun of a children's book because it didn't a- appeal to the, to him. It wasn't some, an intellectual Shakespearean masterpiece it, or something. No, exactly. But it's like. It was just it, it does it was just an easy job, and I was just like, oh, you know, the only way. It's more important for me to like honestly not get in trouble with my then wife than it was for me to not get in trouble with um, whatever that Simon Amstel. And yeah, Simon but I know Amstel. I think you made looking back on it, I think you did the exact right thing because if you'd answered back, no matter what you had said, it would have been like not good enough. Oh God, look at him yeah. get defensive. Oh, isn't he big girl's blouse getting all upset? Yeah, I think you did. Your only option was just like, oh, you know what, fuck this, and just walk mm-hmm. out. I think that was the only option. Yeah. I sort of walked out on the. Ho- that was a point where I was just like, Do you know what. Being a famous is lame. I don't like it. Oh, is that sort of like so you did, walking I out think on that celebrity? Whole, I think me walking out, I was just like, this whole vibe sucks. It wasn't long after that that I was in Philadelphia for a few years. It's there so weird, we like, hearing you talk about, like... So as a stand-up, there are Edinburgh shows that even now I can't bear. I Even I can't... I just reading reviews, I just can't. It's just like, oh, because I know how vulnerable I was at the time and how hard I was trying. Mm. And even just thinking about reading the reviews, even like five, ten years later, I just can't. So I cannot imagine when you were talking about, like, interviews like that you did or your ex-wife did about that time in your life, it's like... A review of your life you know it's so yeah it's so it's not like i don't think the human ego is evolved to be able to be blasé about oh cool somebody i was in an intimate relationship said that about me in a newspaper cool it's so weird it's not like natural. i also like it's also like because i've haven't done anything uh like in the public eye since then and then all the things that exist about me are in like 2006 or yeah whatever. Do you remember how shit the fucking gear was that people wore in 2006? <laughs> yeah, the clothes. So now I'm like immortalized with like mutton chop sideburns and like really tight like plaid vests and, <laughs> and like a boat lot of shoes. small blazers. And then, you know, and there's nowhere I can't exactly a lot of small blazers and kind of like cravats and shit. And you know, I, I wish I could just go back and put a little bit of like some of my clothes that are, that are like more of the time now it's sort of on some of those pictures that are floating around that's yeah, amazing you did, you did I regret that suits. much more There's than a lot of suits and skinny ties <laughs> I did yeah I mean cool. so the 2000s are making a big comeback so I think you hold firm for six months and you'll be like TikTokers will be rediscovering your wardrobe I was we, we were talking the other day I was talking to my friend about maybe I really wanted to do this idea of doing a podcast of going going and finding all the like indie landfill people that were huge that were big back then Hmm. and seeing what what they're up to now so it's it's actually like it was such a it's a bit like the people that go on x factor and they're famous for like a minute but but like a really shit kind of like sam all it means is you you played the dublin castle and everyone came for a day (laughs) and but it still can change the rest of your life in the same way you know you you can still have this like 
well, I can't get a real job now because exactly. I opened for Block Party at the like. And there's also the ones that weren't that. It was the ones that are the lower level, and there were tons of them. Yeah, and there was like a there was a co- sort of post um, post libertines, and when that's and and yeah, a lot of those ones that just kind of got into it, and now they're like they're drinking in their in their like the sort of local in Leicester yeah. go, and talking about the fact that like, yeah, yeah, well, I, uh, we opened for the enemy in uh, 2007. And, that, and they're still kind of sort of somehow... Dining out y- off of like, what happened 15 years ago. Dining out on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't remember what made it, what, how we even started. <laughs> Sorry, no, we've taken a huge... We've totally forgotten that Lisa Marie and Nicholas Cage even existed, well, much less were a couple. So, Grania, so, bring yeah. us back. I apologise for the tangent. Sorry. <laughs> Let's go back to that glorious summer of 2000. If you were to just Describe them to uh, Sam, to somebody who'd never heard of Nicolas Cage and Lisa Marie Presley. How would you describe their relationship? I would say avid collector Elvis fanboy marries Elvis's only daughter. Only daughter. And why, what was it when we asked you to be on this Only podcast, child, even. What were you thinking? Why were you like, this has to be, what is it about this couple that you find fascinating? I th- I actually think a lot of their dating history e- either like I look I I know that he's just got married or marriage history he's just got married to a twenty seven year old I think a mm-hmm. uh, twenty seven year old Japanese girl that he just met in Japan whilst mm-hmm. he was promoting a, one of his films in Japan he was still married to um to Patricia Arquette mm-hmm. while when he met Lisa Marie there it's just all a fuck it's just a clusterfuck of it's just like a shit show the whole you know she. Obviously, her and and Michael Jackson was was equally was equally bizarre. I just found out that that um, her daughter is the girl from Zola. I didn't know that. Yeah, Riley Keough, Riley Keough, Riley Keough. Yeah, yeah she I didn't also know that. Riley. If you want to see a great Riley Keough performance, I highly recommend the first series of the Girlfriend Experience. Um, not okay. the movie. The movie's a different film. That's a Steven Soderbergh film with uh, the porn okay. star whose name I've forgotten now. But the first series of The Girlfriend Experience is Riley Keough, and um, I recommend it. Amazon Prime, get involved. The same. Well, so, cool. first of all, before we go any further, I know we're all thinking, but what about their star signs? Lisa Marie Presley is an Aquarius. Nicolas Cage, Capricorn. What Do you, Do you know what? I knew he was a Capricorn. <laughs> Do you know what I I feel like sorry my my girlfriend's just shouting me for the other time but we're we're both Capricorn I feel I I do you know I think there's some, I feel always feel a connection with the Capricorn and I hate to say that I feel a connection with Nicholas Cage but I I I just I just sensed it that's very interesting I just knew that what do you think their compatibility match is according to the website I go on. What do you think? Um, I don't think I don't think that's good for them. I mean, I know that they had this volatile relationship, and I like I know that it was like that that one scene in Vampire's Kiss the whole the, the whole, whole time um, the whole a uh, hundred days. What percentage are you given here, Sam? Yeah. What percentage? We need a percentage. Oh, okay. Oh, like a low, like a like a fifteen. Fifteen. What do you think, Chantal? Yeah, I'm gonna more? I'm gonna go. Um, I don't. Again, I don't believe in any of this, which is why I find it so fun. But I'm gonna go with Aquarius. My brother's an Aquarius. He's very laid back and cool and lovely. Sam's a Capricorn. He's the opposite of laid back, cool, and lovely. <laughs> so I'm going to say I'm going to say a low percentage as well. I'm going to say five percent. Bang on, five percent, according to Winner. the star signs. What you got it exactly right? It is got exactly, exactly right. Five percent. I'm skilled. The reason I'm on this podcast, Sam. Okay. They said according to the star signs, they may both be very passionate with the right partner, but the starting point of their approaches is simply too different to work out. I do think I have to put it out there. I know you're getting to it, but I do think they must have some commonality in that she comes from such a massive famous family and he comes from such a famous famous. So even though they're very different, growing up, they must have had very similar childhoods. Sorry, I know I jumped in on you. I'm sorry. Go on, Grania. I'm just saying. So he's from a very famous family. His his uncle, Francis Ford Coppola, um, his Coppola, cousin, Coppola, Coppola, Coppola. Coppola. his uh, cousin is Roman Coppola and Sophia Coppola. So he comes from this mm. big, glamorous, exciting family. Apparently, at the age of fifteen, he was in the in the car with his uncle Francis Ford Coppola and was like, "I'm going to prove to you what a good actor I am. Put me in your films." And he was like, uh, "No." So he just like acted in his face. He just acted. He's quite an act. He's one that he like. He can act in a kind of like way that's just really acting in bold, underlined, like 
massive kind of bubble font. There's that no, is, which is, when it comes to Nicolas Cage acting, there's no subtext. It's just text. Is he in Fast Times? I feel like he's yeah, in Fast yeah, Times. Yeah, he's, he's in Fast Times. He's he's really in fast, yeah. his, his, I think his first role, if I'm right, is in Valley Girl. I believe his first role is in ah, Valley Girl. Okay. But well, maybe his big leading role, but I know he's definitely in Fast yeah, Times. He's I'm, one of I'm, um he's one of Sean Penn's friends in Fast Times. Yeah. Yeah. He's also now has a career where he can, but he just is like, what should I do today? Should I do like a, act really well in a masterpiece or I like should just act really badly in a, in an absolute piece of shit, yeah. like straight to, to streaming film. He just covers he, all the bases. But nothing in between. He did this one that's like, um, um, Chuck E. Cheese, like, you know, those, you know, they're like animatronics in the Chuck E. Cheese yeah. restaurant. It's a horror film where they just come to like, it's literally all set in this one room, which is very obviously a, stu- a studio and it's these, people in like Chuck E. Cheese outfits murdering him and he, and he has a, like a big sword. <laughs> and then Ricky, he's, he's an Oscar winner. <laughs> this is bonkers. Yeah, yeah. Right, Grania, go on. Sorry, we keep it. There's so much to say here though, but go on. <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot. So um, his relationship history pre-Lisa Marie, very interesting. So he began dating an actress, Christina Fulton, in 88. They have a son. Then he meets Patricia Arquette. Now, this is interesting. He meets her in a restaurant. And on the day he meets her, he proposes to her on the spot. They've just met. He proposes to her. She says, no. He says, okay, give me a quest to prove my love for I've you. I've heard about this. <gasps> yes, I've heard. Of- oh, yes. Okay, can I see if I can remember this? Is it one okay. of the things? Okay, I remember this. She gave him, oh my God, I remember this. She gave him a list of things to get as a quest. Yeah. And wasn't one of them getting J.D. Salinger's autograph or meeting J.D. Salinger? Something involved J.D. Salinger. J.D. Salinger's autograph. Yes, I remember this. A Hill Tribe wedding costume. Steal me a Bob's big boy statue. And a black orchid. So she thinks I'm being funny. I'm being ridiculous. I'm giving him all these ridiculous things to, to go get. What is the harm? The harm is one by one, he starts sending her these things. So one by one, these things start arriving. And then finally, about 10 years later, because she met him, she was 19. 10 years later. 10 years later, she's like, yeah, let's get married. Bloody hell. So he's with Patricia Arquette. Then, uh, meanwhile... She must have been really good in bed for him to have spent 10 years trying to get hold of these things. My God. Meanwhile, somewhere across town, Lisa Marie is also following her heart. She, her first marriage is in 88 to a musician. She likes her musicians, Danny Kyo, who plays bass guitar. They have two kids together. What was, I can't even begin to think what that must be like. How you go about like dating people when your dad is... Like Especially of- musicians. Yeah. Oh my God. Did you guys know where Danny Keogh and Lisa Marie Presley got married? Oh. At the Celebrity Center at the Church of Scientology. Oh yeah, I did know this. I did know this. But she's not she's not a Scientologist anymore. She 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 quit and at some point. It's interesting. So during this time, she was in Scientology. Um when she was married to Nicolas Cage, she was a Scientologist. You know, her dad is Elvis Presley, she doesn't strike me as the most maybe emotionally robust person. I think Scientology to me is always a bit of a red flag, especially if you're like a child star. She's basically American royalty. Mm. And then she managed to get hugely in debt as well later in her life somehow. It was some kind of like hundreds of millions of pounds in debt which is ironic because so did Nicolas Cage as far as I know doesn't he own like 5,000 castles in the UK and has to keep selling them back because he's completely in debt which is why there's all these shit streaming films Mm. of him being killed by Chuck E. Cheese robots Mm. it's because he's massively (laughs) massively in debt it's mental so so again things they have in common these kids could have made it work I'm just saying well okay so we're like memento let's go back to Lisa Marie and Nicolas Cage are just meeting for the first time it's the summer of 2000. They meet at Johnny Ramone's birthday party. Of course party. they do. Of course they oh, do. Oh, wow. I didn't know John- that. Johnny Ramone's birthday party. <clears throat> Nicholas Cage is there. Lisa Marie is there. And she goes to the party with her fiancé. She had a fiancé at the time. She goes to, oh, it's Johnny's birthday. Let's call around, bring him some cake. She meets Nicholas Cage. The two of them, zoom. It's strangers in the night. Time is slowing down, and everybody apparently at the party was like, "Oh my god, these two have vibes." I know 
I, I was single for ages before I got together with my fiance. And I remember just the relief and joy from all my family members. <laughs> you know, when I was like, oh, finally, Grong has got a boyfriend. And that joy, that joy. And I think maybe like what you were talking about, Sam, it's like suddenly everybody else is like grinning and smiling and being like, oh, yeah, this is going to be fun. Like, this is amazing. You're Nicolas Cage. You're Lisa Marie. You know, all... It's that must be really confusing because. But there's there's so much there's so much footage of of Nicolas Cage when he was younger doing like Elvis impressions. Apparently he had, he had like an Elvis uh, answering machine on his phone, That's and he was nice. like he, he was so it was a, he was like a do- well documented Elvis Elvis obsessed fanboy. Well, his whole character. So th- what's what's the film with with Laura Dern? What's when the they wild? go to the. the Wild at heart. Yeah, wild at heart. That was so, I mean his whole character there might as well have been him doing Elvis. Jesus. Yeah. yeah so go on, Sam. So well, so I just think, wouldn't everyone just be going like, uh, the guy who like really is obsessed with Elvis is like hitting on Elvis's daughter? Is that like? Do you know, I, I I feel like rather than being like, oh, this, you know, the family being all proud of them, I feel like everyone would just be going like. Uh, but I do remember yeah. Lisa Marie defending this. I always remember this in interviews okay. she did. Well, 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 some, oh, sorry, I apologize. We'll, we'll get I apologize. to that. We'll get to we'll that. Get to that. Okay, okay. We're but he to that. does have jump in the gun. A well chronicled obsession with Elvis Presley. Apparently his performance in Wild at Heart was based on Elvis Presley. He's like a big Elvis Presley fan and very attractive lady. But Lisa Marie looks like Elvis Presley. I mean, she she takes after yeah. her dad. Yeah. So they are dating. It's quite rocky. Lots of fights. Very um, tumultuous. And then two years later, so dating for two years, they get married and then after a grand total of three and a half months, she files for divorce. Jeez Louise, that really was quick. It, I didn't know it was that fast. Wasn't there something with like the $100,000 ring that got thrown in the ocean? Do you know about this No, story? what? So well, apparently on the, the day they got divorced or something, around the time they were arguing, she, one of them threw the, uh, it was 100 thousand dollar wedding ring oh what privilege. In, off, into into the ocean and she made him get a, a diving team to go and look for it and to no avail they never found it and he was like if i can get jd salander's autograph i can get you a goddamn ring from yeah, the ocean yeah. <laughs> he's like i'm gonna james so cameron maybe, this wherever shit that get is, it. I, I feel like it's worth doing another like diving expedition to, well, yeah, to if it tells, tell me where the ocean is, I'll go for it. I'm, I'm pretty low yeah. on money these days. I could use it. <laughs> and she, I saw some, I saw an interview with her, you know, re- like laughing about the how, you know, just thinking it was kind of the most hilarious thing. And it made me thinking like that's quite a lot of money for someone who's three hundred million. Um, yeah, exactly. I begin to, I begin to understand how she's so in debt. Yeah. How they're both so in debt. It's beginning to make sense to me now. <laughs> that her accountant's like, no, not again in the ocean, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so in the interviews afterwards they bo- obviously both do interviews afterwards he said oftentimes when you have two people who are very strong and their own personalities and rather intense sometimes you can have a hard time meshing we got into this unfortunate passion of breaking up and getting back together again so, so during their marriage they're breaking up and getting back together again all the time I, I think there was a lot... I feel sorry for oh Nicolas Cage and Lisa Marie Presley's friends. I think they mm. they all got a lot of phone calls. So as Sam was saying, very volatile relationship. So Lisa yeah. Marie gives an interview and she says, It looked attractive, like I could be equal. Similar situations, similar backgrounds. So we connected. We had a great connection. We're sort of gypsy-spirited, you know, tyrannical pirates rich people love to think they're gypsies don't they (laughs) rich folk cannot wait to say oh yeah we're like we're from the land we're just gypsies we're so bohemian oh god fuck off Lisa Marie jeez you've never had to worry about rent ever until you're in charge of your own money and throwing diamonds in the fucking ocean Jesus cry me a river (laughs) no they were tyrannical pirates oh Christ and then she said and when one pirate marries another they will sink the ship basically it's what it comes down to 
Oh God, what a so metaphor. So too many, too many Jack Sparrows in the relationship to make it work. Seriously. And, and then she went and married married the guy that that, dra- that dresses like Jack Sparrow. Yeah, basically, oh. exactly. She doesn't type. I'll give her that. And then she she referenced the whole "Did he marry me because my dad is Elvis Presley?" Uh, she oh yes, this is what she says. That this is the bit I'm thinking about. <laughs> she said, "I was sitting outside because he was in the tabloids. There was all this Elvis fascination and Elvis obsession, and I I." I said, I can't believe they're actually pulling it off with you now too. I'm dating you and you've got, I don't know, over 50 movies, an Academy Award. You're an amazing actor. You're getting off on some as an Elvis freak because you did those, you know, whatever. And he got annoyed, you know, and I got annoyed. I was like, how can they, you know, they have to make it something. It's not, you know, we cannot be because you're an Elvis freak, you know thing which is said about both of us actually mm. i remember okay, her well, that saying that, that they, i remember her saying that, that he was like someone asked her in an interview maybe it's a different one than this where they said they say he's an elvis freak and i remember her i always remember her saying this it was a video interview so i don't know who it was with and she said well yeah he has like a couple of elvis records but like it's elvis who doesn't have a couple of elvis records and she tried to downplay it like most people like my dad didn't like Elvis. He's a Sinatra guy. He had at least 10 Elvis records because you're just fucking, as an American, you're born and given 10 Elvis records, practically. So there's no way Nicolas Cage, who as a minor fan of Elvis, had 10 records less than that lying around. So she really was like over downplaying it, which made it more obvious that he was like a huge Elvis fan. Sorry, Sam, I interrupted. Go on. Oh, no, I was just saying that like anyone would have also based one of their most famous roles on Elvis. Right. And have Elvis on. And I, I read also somewhere him saying that he was going to rebuild Graceland on a farm somewhere for her. And they were going to live there together. Which, Why would that's you want a, to rebuild I mean, a place where your father died? That's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> and where you, li- where you grew up with your father and, and build the house. You just rebuild your dad's. That rebuild your childhood. They can run around and pretend that I'm your daddy. It all does get a bit, a little bit problematic. But yeah, I think looking at the dynamic, you see at the start, oh, we've got so much in common. We both come from sort of Hollywood families. The pressure of like living up to expectations, but then it's like almost immediately it turns into each other's worst nightmare because. You, you think for her all her life it's like you're only people only care about you because of who your dad is people only care about you for who your dad is and for people to be like oh yeah he's only marrying you because you mm. look like your dad and then for him to be told i mean i think from an ego point of view it must have been really hard to he's got this amazing career but she's elvis presley's daughter and maybe that's a level of fame and celebrity that no matter how many films he appears in, you can't compete with that. Well, yeah. and also, also, no matter what he does, even after winning the Oscar, he'll never be as well respected as his bloody uncle. Like, he's never going to beat Francis Ford Coppola. Like, it's not going to happen. He's always going to be Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. He's never going to be that big. Even Sophia Coppola's more well-respected than Nicholas, especially nowadays, Nicholas Cage. So I can imagine he was always... He must have been, in one way, I presume, really happy to be with someone who he knew wasn't with him for fame or for mm-hmm. money because she had so much more of that. And I guess she may have felt the same. Do you think either of them have equaled that since? Because even when he was with Arquette, she was famous, but she probably wasn't as, like, she didn't come from a childhood of fame. Well, uh, I think Michael Jackson is, like, the... Oh, of course. I actually forgot about that. I mean, equally (laughs) almost equally as legendary as Elvis in some some circles. without a doubt, definitely, yeah. Yeah. But since, can I ask this question? It's quite weird for her to do the, 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 go for these super famous people and just like schlubs as well. And what, it's a bit like the, 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 how, um, Nicolas Cage picks his movies. Yeah. She's just going for this, like, you know, the session musician of, uh, in the nothing and, and then Michael Jackson and, yeah. Um, strange. And so, like, since they, I know you haven't got, well, you have got to the breakup, but since, have either of them, well, I think I'm not, neither of them have dated anyone anywhere near as famous as, their exes as like he hasn't dated anyone as famous as her no he's just dated like really these really young girls so it's like she was like his last go at kind of having an equal 
because Patricia yeah. Arquette was kind of an equal, really, in terms of their fame at that time. Yeah, I love Patricia and Arquette. And he's and as, after the after Lisa Marie, yeah, hasn't he just gone for like this kind of random girls, the kind of normies, to put it politely? Yeah. Well, so she after Nicolas Cage, she married another session musician, Michael Lockwood, in 2006. They had twin girls. They were together for a decade before divorcing in 2016. And then she went on to date other people. But I think you're saying that they're back together. Or do I you... just read somewhere that they've moved back in together. Um, That's cr- well, they have kids. Since her, son, her so... son, her son died recently, like yeah. a, like a oh, month no. ago. Oh no! Oh god! Yeah, twenty-seven. How old was her son? I think he was 20, like she, uh, he was twenty-seven. <gasps> twenty-seven club. Yeah. Oh. I know. Yikes! That's sad. Yeah, died by suicide. Yeah, it's hot. and so she's moved back into the. To, with the with the father apparently. Oh, so maybe that kind of brought yeah. them back together. And then also lockdown yeah. brought a lot of old couples back together again mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So that could be it. Ben Stiller and what's her name, for instance? <laughs> Just bringing that one out there. <laughs> Just, you know, they're back together again. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nicolas Cage got married to Alice, Cl- Alice Kim in 2004. Just two months later, they got divorced. <gasps> Oh, I then, thought you meant two months after Lisa Marie. I was like, bloody hell, <laughs> he really did go for it. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, scrap that. I read that wrong. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Two months after his divorce from Lisa Marie was fine life, he got married to Alice oh, Kim. Yeah. So he did. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. That's crazy. He did do it. That's so <laughs> two <changed>. months. <laughs> two months after Lisa Marie threw that ring in the ocean, <laughs> he got married to Alice Kim. They had his second child. And they what were year together. Is this? this is 2004. And they are together until January 2016. Then in 2019, he has a very impromptu, it's described, so very last minute, wedding to Erica Coke in Las Vegas. I think I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Oh, I've, uh, s- I've seen the pictures from that wedding. I know that. Isn't that when he was really drunk? The wedding is annulled four days later. Yeah. And he has recently got married to this year, 27 year old Rico Shibata. Who wins have more marriages? He definitely, he definitely has had more marriages. What's your theory, Sam, why they couldn't make it work? Why do you think they broke up? I just read when someone says we we had, she was fiery and we were, it was a. I think You're those, really those clever to point th- that out, Sam. It's really well observed to know that's because like I I code think that language. means well I can I you know I can think of like times when I've been like oh you know well, it's it's quite a fiery relationship. See, this is like... the unique perspective we need, Sam. You know this <laughs> stuff. I didn't think about. I would honestly though. I would never. I mean, I would if I thought about it long enough. But you like clocked that immediately and thought oh. And then if I you think I is. could just see I can just see Nicholas Cage's eyes doing that thing, and I can think of really? like if there was anyone I wouldn't want to argue with. I think it would be either of those people. I think she's very, like, she is, you know, celebrity royalty. So she's American royalty. So she's just, I feel like, wouldn't take any shit. And I feel like neither would he. And you you kind of, in a relationship, sometimes have to take a little bit of shit in order to kind of make Mm. it work, I think. So I'm sure it was just, like, trigger, you know, like, very easy trigger to the the barrier into um, argument was probably very, like, slim. Is it like ultimate? I think they were probably so similar, and I think maybe when they met each other, it was real like, huh? You know, like oh my god! Mm. And ultimately, it just is impossible. They're basically dating themselves. Yeah. Was there like an age gap between them at all? No, four so years what, or something. Well, oh, so totally normal then. Yeah. Yeah. So when they got so it's together, only post least- her that he's got into this massive, massive like age. Do you find? Sam, are you with me that you find the whole age gap thing, like as you said earlier, problematic? Like, Creepy. It's just... Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm, I don't. I kind of. You're think not. It's very problematic. And it's weird, weird isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You've heard the podcast, Sam. You know how this goes. That when uh, so this is quite a tough one. Normally, it's for different reasons, but this is a tough one because I don't know if either of them do actually. But in after the breakup of Nicolas Cage and Lisa Marie Presley, only one can be the victor. So, of the two of them, who thrived and who just survived? It's tough, isn't it? Because they both kind of lost it's... in life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that Nick, I'm sure he's, Nicholas Cage is, is, is very happy with his, his 30 years younger than him wife. Do you think he's still, actually happy? If, 
Uh, I think probably, yeah. Yeah, he probably is. I don't know. But I think, you know, he's, he's got the, he's made, managed to make this quite, ins- he has an insane career where he does. I mean, did you see Pig? Did you like Pig? I've heard so many things about it, Sam. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I re- I like, I, I thought it was excellent. He falls into that category of actor where they're like, they're just kind of great to watch in anything. And there's only a few uh, actors that I think are like, you can just, I always think like Philip Seymour Hoffman, you can just watch him in any, mm-hmm. anything. He's like, there's a few actors that are like that. And he's one of, one yeah, of those. Yeah, he's very singular. Like, yeah, I could just watch him and I, I don't really care what's around. That Totally. Says, he he does have this, he, I, he has a career where he's like carved a niche for himself, which is very weird. Where she is... She's had, you know, had really struggled with like dependency issues and stuff. And I, and then she, it's just, she just has had a bit of a kind of rough time of it. But then maybe now back with the, this, uh, you know, her first husband and like, I don't know, maybe, maybe she's happier. Beh- uh, yeah, it's hard. I mean, I don't, I don't, you got to pick, gotta pick one. You got to pick one. Who wins? Like, you got to pick I'm one. I'm going to go Nicolas Cage. I reckon Nicolas Cage is. The, I think Nicolas Cage is one. Yeah. I think it's got to mm. be. Because you can sort of, yeah. what you were saying, Sam, is so correct. Because like, I could, I could see a time, even though Nicolas Cage seems this kind of like jokey guy that we all kind of, and I don't include myself in that. I don't make fun of Nicolas Cage. I love him. But people make fun of Nicolas Cage. But like you said, I've heard great things about Pig. You said it was great. And also, yeah, I can see him like, coming back as an elder statesman type in like 15 years time and doing some great yeah. like sort of dramatic film with um, some amazing new young director. You know what I mean? And kind of having this resurgence yeah. of like the McConaughey's, but like more well-earned yeah, like for yeah. Nicolas Cage, yeah, having yeah. sort of another Oscar yeah. moment for him type thing. Whereas I don't think Lisa Marie is going to, well, what was her career aside from being Elvis' daughter? Like, what was her thing? What did she do? She did release... She was a musician. Bre- she did release some music, but I don't, I mean... You're on a hiding to nothing, aren't you? If your dad yeah. is Elvis Presley to be like, oh, mm. I'm going to learn the guitar. It's rough. So I think yeah. she did try, but I she don't She never even think... got into, she never got into, I mean, Priscilla got into acting. And Priscilla, she did quite good at acting. But mm-hmm. but yeah, with Lisa Marie, I sort of don't, and, and granted her daughter, like Riley, has done quite well at acting. So yeah. it's weird that she didn't go into that mode, especially being with Nicolas Cage mm. as well. Like, so, but she hasn't, I don't really know what Lisa Marie, Listen, I, I don't know. When you say she's broke, I'm like, well, I'm not surprised because aside from her inheritance, but she's I don't broke, know what she's but getting she has his, she has his, his estate and like, that's it. You know, yeah. people are still playing, buying Elvis records. At, so the, how has she know, become bankrupt? Amount. Have you looked into this, Sam? Like, how has I, she yeah, lost so all Yeah, so it was, she had a, um, a financial advisor that just badly managed millions of, she ended up suing the financial advisor for a hundred million. Really? Uh, to try and get some of that back, but they just, they just like squandered all her money. So she just, yeah. cho- she's chose the wrong people to be in charge what, of her stuff. Yeah. What I think, I think even though she definitely just survived the relationship, but just in case she's listening, just in case you're listening, Lisa Marie, you know, considering her background, the fact that she was in Scientology for like the best part of her adult life, mm. you know, she's kind of had maybe things that maybe Nicolas Cage didn't have to, to, to work through. And she's, Still here. Yeah, I can quite imagine her childhood growing up must have been... It's not actually very well documented. It's quite funny, all of us talking about her growing up as a famous kid. But if I'm being honest, as an American growing up in sort of the 80s and 90s in America, which is when she would have been a teenager, mm. um, she was not like on the scene. She wasn't someone that you saw at like the nightclubs. She wasn't out hanging out with, mm. I don't know, Corey Feldman or Drew Barrymore, you know, her peers. Mm. She wasn't really around. So she somehow kind of stayed out of the limelight quite well. So, but then she must have still had a pretty fucked up, childhood really because you just would if your father is Elvis and your mom is Priscilla Mm -hmm. so in many ways she's kind of done relatively well I guess kind of I mean Mm. Riley's successful she seems to be back with the father she's done all right I mean Nicholas Cage still wins but yeah things could have gone a lot worse for Lisa Marie she doesn't seem to be in as dark a place as her father for instance ever got to so yeah and I think in her case like surviving is a victory in itself for her case surviving is thriving (laughs) Sam you know the question I'm going to ask you I believe but we have to find a lover for a female celebrity out there who is woefully untended to when it comes to the bedroom antics and I think she deserves it more than anyone else so tell us who do you think would be good to live up to and hang out with and be in love with the one the only Cher are you going to nominate yourself <laughs> I don't know I say, do you know what I, I wrote a song for Cher once did you yeah. oh I knew about I remember this I totally forgot about yeah. this of course you did please tell tell the listeners and I remember them. at the time I remember at the time um, 
Did you get to meet her? This is like, I didn't meet her, but I was trying to meet her. And at the time I was kind of sort of half joking about like, I'm going to try and like go out for dinner with her or something. Uh, Like just, and um, was told very seriously that I was, I was far too old for her. (laughs) Are you serious? That's She won't go out with anyone over 35. Sorry. No. So someone under 35, I don't know. So like a Timothy Chalamet um, type, that vibe. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a good, a good idea. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I get turned down by Cher for being too old. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, what song was it that you wrote for her? You told me this before. I've totally forgotten. It's my fault. It was called Dressed Dress to Kill. It was, she meant, named our tour, her tour after it and stuff at the time. It's called what? Dressed to Kill. Oh, Dressed to Kill. Yeah. Oh Listeners, God. go out and buy another copy. That money somehow makes its way to uh, to Sam's, and we want to see that. So that's good. A g- good little plug there for an old single there for Sam. Nice work. You <laughs> <laughs> oh did well here. God. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you want to say? I like to ask the guests anything else you want to say about this couple. Anything you haven't touched? Just anything that you feel like needs to be mentioned about Nicholas or and even Marie. like from your position. What do you think if you could like? change anybody's perspective on celebrity couples like what do people get wrong you know i would just say that like i think actually any any celebrity couples who complain about people having it taking an interest and dissecting and stuff i think actually well that's kind of what you're there for and that's part of the what you sign up for i think it's i think it's absolutely fine to be dissected and I'm, i'm sort of quite zen about it really well, good for you. Aren't you a little well-adjusted, Sam? Look at you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's really clever, though. Maybe it's because you're smarter than most of them, Sam. But that's really good, though, yeah, to be well. like, you know what? We just I was there for some entertainment purposes. And if people got joy from yeah. it, then fair, fair enough. Is that kind of how you feel about it? And now, you know, now I'm kind of a little bit obsessed with, like, I'm always just like, who do they go out with? But when it's anyone, <laughs> you know, anyone famous. Well, thank you, Sam. This has been thank you one so of you. my favorite episodes. Thank you no, so really fun. much. Really you dreamed. Uh, where can where can our listeners find you? Are you tour? I know you you perform. Ordinary Boys performed recently, uh, only a couple of weeks ago. Or a couple of yeah. I don't know. I'm just doing doing. I've actually yeah. I'm just doing like songwriting stuff. Just go. I'm on Instagram. You can see whatever I'm up to there. We'll put a link at to it. Samuel definitely. Samuel don't worry Preston. About it. Yeah. Samuel Preston. Cool. Anything coming up big that you're excited about, or just living your life with Sam? Yeah, I've got like doing some. I've just come back from LA and when I did a lot of writing, so I've got a lot of stuff. Ooh. Well, good. Keep an eye on that. Well, thank you so much for being here tonight. We've loved it so no, much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush, so email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye! Goodbye! The The way way they they were. were.